Hey everyone, this is Shaniqua Moore from the Bronx, New York, your community advocate, mother, social worker, and visionary. And I want to talk about the invisibility of Black women. Now, I want to welcome all of you that are listening for the first time, and I want to welcome back those of you that are consistent listeners. Please subscribe and share this episode and please stay until the end. I'm going to be sharing with you my story as well as some research that supports this idea of black women being invisible. I want to start off with my story. As I started to think and had to ask myself the question, when was the first time you felt invisible as a black woman? I started to go through memory lane and remembered it was actually in the second grade. It was when I was sitting down and I was often raising my hand, but I was skipped, overlooked, not noticed, or just not paid attention to. Whereas this, the kids in the classroom that were Hispanic or lighter skin were paid attention to more. I noticed the same thing throughout life, sixth grade. I can remember just always raising my hand and feeling like, why does, why does a Mr. Ortiz call on me? That same, just being invisible, not being called on. And honestly, that same invisibility has carried itself throughout my life, through college, through graduate school, even in my profession and my jobs that I've held and my positions I've held. Now I'm a nonprofit CEO, so I, I'm sort of, it's sort of hard to um, be invisible in that position. But prior to that, when I was working in other positions and even in my uh, organizations, uh, professional associations that I'm a part of, that's, th that's that same feeling of being invisible. I'll share a story, another story. Uh, I remember being in a team meeting, it was a group meeting of professionals, and I had um, given my idea or contributed to the group and said, you know, I think so, I think that we should do so and so. In that group, I was, what I said was ignored, it was unheard. And few minutes later, there was a white male that said the same exact thing as I did. And all of a sudden, you know what happened? Everyone listened. Everyone heard him and, and not only heard him, but celebrated him. And in that moment, I just felt so pushed back and pulled back. When we are going through these these experiences of feeling unheard and ignored, we are, it, it really messes with our self-esteem, our identity, and, and our wanting to speak up. There are so many studies that are supporting what I'm saying here, so I'm not making this up. And in fact, black women, we, we belong to two underrepresented groups. We're women, that's an underrepresented group, and then we're black, another underrepresented group. So we are in double jeopardy here. That means our voices are constantly unheard. We have to work five times as hard than the average person because we're underrepresented, because we're black and because we're a woman. I can remember in graduate school, I would intentionally sit front center of the classroom just so I can be heard, just so the teacher can hear my voice, can recognize that I'm actually there and can also acknowledge me. 
One of the things I also have noticed as a black woman is when we do speak up, we have to be very conscious of how we're perceived because we're often mislabeled and coined as the angry black woman. So we have to be aware of our, our eyes, our, our, the way we're moving our body, everything, our tone of voice, because we know that, we're, that that label has already been placed on us whenever we do actually speak up. And the fact of the matter is, these experiences, they, they strip our dignity in so many ways. You know, I have another story I want to share with you all. It was when I took my daughter to Disney World two years ago. And we stood at a really great resort, a Hilton resort. And we, you know, we went to the restaurant to, to get food for breakfast one, one day. And as we were in that restaurant, we noticed that everyone was being served. Their food was being brought to them. They were eating. And here we are, the only two blacks in the restaurant, two black women in the restaurant, right? She's a little black girl, black woman. And we're the only ones that have not been served. And it's an hour and it's about an hour and a half has passed. So I'm, I'm at this point just completely upset. So I'm like, I'm going to go talk to the manager. So I go to the manager. I explain, sir, we came here at this time. It's now this time. We haven't received our food. My daughter is six years old. She's very hungry. I had to explain the situation about us being overlooked. And in that moment, although I received a few comps and they apologized and even gave my daughter a teddy bear, which I thought was very sweet, what they could not rectify or what they could not take away was the experience. It was the fact that I felt like my dignity was being stripped in that moment, in that experience, and having to explain to my six-year-old daughter why we were being overlooked. The same exact experience is very commonplace. It's something that we as black women that are listening, we deal with this same syndrome every single day of being overlooked, standing on the line, being someone jumping in front of us or the, the person that's behind the counter taking orders, taking someone else order over ours and just constantly being skipped over. I remember an episode on the game, the, the television show, The Game, and in that episode, one of the one of the actors, she was standing on a line. Uh, she was going to order coffee or something, and a white man jumps right in front of her. And she, you know, she gets very upset. Like, why are you? Why would you jump in front of me? You see me standing here, and she's a black woman. So all of a sudden, the white guy's like, "Lady, I didn't see you." She's like, "How could you not see me?" And the guy behind the counter, he's like, "I don't want to get involved in this." They get into it into back and back, you know, they go back and forth. And then the manager ends up kicking out the black woman and saying she can't come back in. So she's, she's automatically coined as the angry black woman. But in that, in that specific scenario in that episode, I realized that that experience is so commonplace. It's so commonplace. If you're a black woman and you're thinking about how many times you felt unheard, unsupported, not recognized, it's countless. And what that does is, again, it, it messes with our self-esteem, our identity as women, our mental health, our level of stress. And these things we have to start acknowledging that it's real. Not only acknowledging that it's real, but we have to also raise awareness of this issue. And if you are not a black woman, I am, 
encouraging and I'm pushing you to work against not acknowledging black woman, to work against seeing black woman as invisible or not seeing a black woman. I want you to do this self-awareness and the conscious work that you have to do in order to address and to help us address this issue. Now, I wanna share a research article that was published in the journal of Experimental Social Psychology by Amanda Sesco and Monica Burnett. In this study, they examined the intriguing idea that black women are socially invisible. So I wanna try to sum up the study. In the first study, uh, these researchers, they wanted to test if black women were more likely to go, go unnoticed in a crowd. So what they did was they conducted a study to see how well people remembered black women's faces. So what they did was they first showed uh, the white participants a series of photos that were depicting men and women who were white or black. Later, they showed the participants a series of some photos that were new and some that were of this, that were the same. So they, you know, they showed these participants the, the series of photos. The first time they showed of some photos of men and women and then later they showed a series of photos of some that were new and then some of the same that they showed previously. Participants had to just indicate whether they had seen the face before. And what they found is through this, part, through this study that participants' memory was worst at remembering whether they had seen a black female face before or whether it was new. But they noticed that the same didn't, didn't occur for black male faces. So they were they were able to remember the black male faces, but they weren't able to remember the black female faces. So researchers actually pointed out and suggested that black women are more, more likely than black men or white men and women to go unnoticed by others in a group or a social situation. And a follow-up study, the same, the same exact researchers, a follow-up study they examined whether black women were also more likely to go unheard when contributing to a group conversation. And in this study, participants overheard a conversation between eight people that included two black men, two black women, two white women, and two white men. And after observing the conversation, participants were given a list of comments made during the conversation and were asked to match each comment to the correct speaker. The results show that participants made the most errors when identifying the comments made by the black female speakers. So first, participants were more likely to mix up comments that were made by two black female speakers, suggesting or perceiving that the two black women were interchangeable. Secondly, this is the one that really stood out to me. Participants were more likely to misattribute the black female speaker's comment to the other speakers and the group. And this is something that I have dealt with for a, a long time, where I've been in a group and I have contributed to a group, my ideas, my thoughts, and when it was acknowledged, whatever that idea or that thought was, it was acknowledged to the wrong person and not to me. So it would be acknowledged to say, someone that's white or maybe a male versus me who actually said it. And going back to this study, 
what the, the results indicated was that black women were more likely to go unheard when made to a large, largely white audience. So that whole idea of black women being invisible, it's supported, it is very real, it's out there. And I believe that we have an obligation, we have a duty now that we know this, and some of you that maybe you've never heard this before and you're hearing this for the first time, now I'm challenging you to now start to be conscious and to be aware. If you're in a social group and you see that there's a black woman there and she hasn't contributed to the conversation or she has and no one has really recognized her comment, stop and, and actually you know stop the group or in a respectful way, you can say, I noticed that such and such didn't get to say something or I noticed that her comment wasn't acknowledged. I want to stop and take a moment to acknowledge it. Especially if you are in a supervisory or a managerial position, this is something that you can practice. Um, if you know, if you are an employer in the workplace, you, this is something you should be practicing, especially in team meetings, making sure you're listening to the voices of your black woman employees as well as everyone equally. Because the thing is that because this is so this is subconscious and we do it unaware, we have to work to now bring it to conscious. We have to work to be self-aware of our actions, of what we're doing and how our actions can really be subtle forms of discrimination towards black females and how that, how that really impacts their experience, their journey, their trajectory and everything else. I want to say this, black woman, we have something to say. We have something to contribute. We have so many amazing gifts and talents to give to the world. Don't allow these experiences or the invisible syndrome to push you in a corner or to keep you silent or to keep you quiet. I challenge you to, even if you have to be assertive in a respectful way to do it, to educate people around you on this issue. Don't be silent about it, black woman. Let us also bind and come together as black women, support one another. And when we see it happening, call it out in a respectful way. We have an obligation also to educate those around us. And if you're not a black woman, support a black woman. If you see that she's going unheard or unrecognized, or if you're doing it, then there's work that you need to do within your own self. A black woman, there's a level of healing that we also need to go through because these are the type of issues that leads to stress and other health issues um, because they, they impact our well-being, especially when it's happening on a frequent, consistent basis, right? Black women, we have, like I mentioned earlier, we have a lot to offer. We are so creative from arts and beauty to government and politics to law. We have so much to contribute to the world, to the conversation. So don't be silent. Even if you're unheard, find a way to be heard. Be assertive. Know that what you have to say absolutely matters. Your ideas, your thoughts matter. And I want to challenge you to take this, listen to this segment. And I don't want this to just be an episode where you just hear and say, that's great. But try to have some action. I like in all my talks, when I talk about this, the issue I also like to give solutions because I'm never going to bring up a problem without bringing up solutions. And that's what it's about. So now that we understand that this is an issue, black woman and visibility syndrome is an issue. As I shared earlier, being very transparent, that the earliest memory where I was ignored 
and invisible as a black woman was in second grade. And I have to constantly explain to my daughter wherever we go, when we're skipped on lines and when we're overlooked and not heard, I have to constantly explain to my daughter why her being a young black woman. And we have to also, as parents, those are their parents that have black kids, have black female children, have to do the work to explain and to continue pouring into them and building up their self-esteem so that they don't misinterpret that invisibility as being less than or inferior. Because black women, we are beautiful and we're amazing. And listen, black girl magic, okay? So I just want to encourage the black women that are listening to continue doing your thing, continue pushing, don't give up, be encouraged, y'all. And those of you that are not black women, you're listening, support the black woman, support a black sister, recognize her struggle, recognize what she has to go through on a day-to-day basis and don't don't make it harder for her. Try to be a part of the solution. So I hope that this episode was uh, insightful. I hope you got something out of it. I hope it was inspiring for you all. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for future talks in October. I will be dealing with a lot of issues as it relates to black women, including the angry black woman, including black women in parenting, black women in relationships. And I want you to tune in and be a part of the conversation. So once again, thank you so much for listening, for supporting, subscribe and share. And I love you all. Be blessed.